Coming up uh, this hour of the show, you're going to want to stay tuned because we are giving away a pair of tickets to check out the Vancouver Whitecaps when they take on St. Louis next month. Well, not very far away. That's on October 4th. So stay tuned if you want to win tickets to that game. Speaking about running around, that is what we are going to be talking about now. From a failing heart to running marathons. Sounds like a kind of movie, but that is the true story of my next Next guest, Peter Orr, is joining us to talk more about this. Peter, thank you so much for taking some time today. Hi, Jill. Thank, hi, Jill. Thank you for having me on. Well, this story is incredible. Take us back to where you were first diagnosed. You were having a bit of an issue with your heart. You went to get medical attention. What happened? Well, when I was 62 years old, uh, I I had came back for a summer vacation and I felt a little um, sluggish. I went to see my family doctor and he said, you have a irregular heartbeat and you should probably go to the hospital. So I spoke with some friends who said, if you have an irregular heartbeat, you, you go to VGH. And I subsequently learned that VGH is the preferred referral hospital for people who have atrial fibrillation, which was what I had. And atrial fibrillation uh, can lead to a, a number of uh, serious consequences. In my case, it, it, it caused heart failure. So my heart was in a shape where um, it was only functioning at about 50% of capacity, and it was pumping out much less blood than it's supposed to. Um, so... Uh, at uh, VGH, they diagnosed me with uh, atrial fibrillation and heart failure, and uh, they began treating me. And it took about six months for that treatment to really take effect. So over uh, about a six-month period, I was essentially bedridden. I, I continued to work, but I worked on Zoom. Um, and in the January of uh, 2017, I asked my doctor, a cardiologist named Dr. Uh, Chris Fordyce, well, can I exercise? And he said, yes. So I started gradually to exercise. I got out and walked around the block, and then I walked from block down to the store and then to the store and back. And then some people in my office uh, had a, an idea of having a, a team run in the, the sun run in the spring. So I decided to train for that. So I trained for that, and, and I was able to run sun run in, in, in that April so then I figured since I could do a 10K, I could do more, and I progressed from there. So, so where I am now is, is that I, I've just run my, my 14th uh, marathon uh, in Montreal, uh, and, and this one I, I'm really uh, doing in support uh, of, of the VGH, uh, UBC, uh, Heart of Cardiology campaign, because Frankly, I, I wouldn't have been able to start on my road to recovery without the um, expertise and, and, and monitoring that, that the VGH uh, cardiac division gave me. Uh, that's pretty amazing, though, that you went from getting this very serious diagnosis, asking if you could exercise and being given the green light for that. I mean, it's one thing to start going on walks or doing a bit of cardio. What made you, though, go so far as to now having run 14 marathons? Well, I, I suppose I was curious to see if I could. Um, I, I, I And in 2017, I, I had run a sun run and and uh, and then I thought if I can do the 10K, 
maybe I can do a half marathon. So I did a half marathon in June. And then a friend said, if you can do the half marathon, you can do a full marathon. So I ran the Honolulu marathon at the end of that year. And, and I, I suppose partly I, I, I was simply, uh, it, it made me feel so much, so good to, to exercise and, and, and the marathons became a, a goal. So it, it, it's, it was a motivation for training to say, I'll, I'll sign up for another marathon and then I'll, I'll train to do that. So at this point, seven years on, it's, it's become part of my routine that I, I, I run about 50 kilometers a week and I, I swim on a master's swim team. Uh, and, and, and I have to say that me doing this level of fitness is not really that exceptional in my swim team. There's lots of people who are not, maybe not like me, 69 years old, but people who are um, in, in a master's uh, level of 50 years and over who are very fit people. So I think that there's a, a shift in lifestyle where a lot of people are doing this. Uh, I think it's also important to see that um, it, it's necessary to have this kind of uh, support that uh, VGH and, and the VGH cardiac division is given. So, so I'd say partly it was my motivation, but it was also the support that I had. I had been monitored over these years by the VGH uh, cardiac division. Uh, my cardiologist continued to encourage me and, 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 and was quite um, pleased that I could run marathons. So, so it was partly an internal motivation, but it was also that there was support from people who, who could who could do this. So, so I, I wanted now at this stage, wanted to give something back and, 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 and tell people that they should be looking at this project from VGH, uh, UBC, uh, uh, to raise money, to build a center of excellence for, uh, cardiac, uh, treatment in, in Vancouver. Uh, so this campaign is near and dear to my heart. I can uh, I can imagine. And just incredible, too, when you talk about the fact that your heart was only pumping about 20% of the blood per beat, uh, whereas the average heart, I think uh, Dr. Fordyce had said, does 60 to 70%. Uh, you talked about being at one of the clinics, and there you were surrounded by people. Many of the people had oxygen tanks with them. And uh, you went down this path, and uh, having run so many marathons, has this helped your condition or what has this done as far as your, your health and your kind of long-term prognosis? Well, due to the, the expertise of the people at, 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 at VGH, um, I was able to stabilize, my stable condition stabilized somewhat, but actually for about five years, I continued, after being diagnosed, I continued to be intermittently in atrial fibrillation and basically the medication I was taking would wear off, its effect would wear off. Uh, but I, I continued to train and, and run marathons. And then about two years ago, um, they, they gave me a procedure called a cardiac ablation, which corrected the, the issue in my heart and, and, and seems to have done that permanently. So, so now I, I'm essentially symptom-free. I, I'm, I don't have atrial fibrillation and I certainly don't have uh, heart failure. So, so my, my, my prognosis is, is, is very good, and, and I intend to continue to run marathons uh, in, in my retirement. And because they had told you, hadn't they, that if you didn't make the, some pretty major adjustments, maybe not as major as you did, but if you didn't make some adjustments, your expectancy, your life expectancy, and your quality of life it was not a, a good picture. 
Yes, I, I, I went to, there were two clinics I went to. One was the atrial fibrillation clinic, and the other one was, I thought it was the heart function clinic, was actually the heart failure clinic. And at the heart failure clinic, as you say, there are a lot of people carrying with oxygen tanks and masks. And they gave us a presentation, and they gave us a number of things we should do to improve our lifestyle, or like reducing the amount of salt and that kind of thing. Um, and But they did say, you know, if you don't follow these prescriptions, you, you, you could be dead in two years. So I actually wasn't a, a smoker, I didn't drink very much, but I had a sedentary lifestyle. So uh, I guess my, my conclusion from that is that people can suffer from heart ailments without having a, a very severely unhealthy uh, lifestyle. And so that's one of the reasons I think it's important to have a, 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 a center in Vancouver for all British Columbians that, that can treat people with heart issues because as we age, we, we start to have those kinds of issues. So uh, creating a center of excellence that brings in uh, a new specialists to add to the expertise that's there and training people to be able to create this kind of hub of expertise for British Columbians to use will will expand the capability to help people who had conditions like mine. And finally, Peter, what advice do you have for people maybe who don't have a great or a healthy lifestyle or maybe are, are suffering, uh, feeling some of these symptoms? As far as what have you learned from your experience that, that you can pass on advice? Well, I guess I would say first that you should consult your medical professionals. <laughs> you should support uh, people uh, 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 funding for these kinds of things, but that it's possible to start and you shouldn't limit how far you can go. If, you're, if your doctor says, okay, go for it, then go for it because you can get much farther than you think you can. When and where is your next marathon? You know, I, I'm looking at the map. I've done uh, some in some fairly exotic places. I haven't set the last, but my I, my marathon yesterday was the first time I ran the Montreal Marathon 45 years ago when I was a graduate student in Montreal. So I, I'm I'm happy sort of um, bask in this one, and I'll I'll think about where the next one's going to be. Right. How are you feeling after I I I failed to mention that, or I should have asked you. Uh, you just ran one yesterday. How are you feeling today? I I, I feel great actually. I I, I placed about the center of the pack and about the top third of people in my geriatric age group. But I, I feel terrific. Well, that is great. And Peter, thank you for sharing your story and for joining us today. Quite an inspiration to say the least. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you very much, Jill.